0: What's up, guys? This is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. Uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this. Super user-friendly uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record. Nifty little ad reads like this. So, you know, if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is, uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening. What's good, homies? This is Sports Gamble Ramble number 53. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I know I did. Um, if you guys are following along on the Instagram, I posted a three leg money line parlay uh, with the winners of every game on Thanksgiving. Nailed it. Uh, Bears, uh, Raiders upset. That one came through big, plus 280 on the money line. And then the Bills capped it off at night. So we hit a nine to one parlay on Thanksgiving. Another reason you guys should be paying attention on the social media, is specifically the Instagram page at SGRPod. Um, so that was Thanksgiving for me. Hope you guys made some money. Hope you tailed that parlay because it's not every day that you hit a nine to one. Um, but that was really fun to ride throughout, uh, you know, all day Thursday. And then the Bills just smashing in the night game. It was a no sweat. Um, so coming off that, we got some momentum going into the weekend. Uh, I feel like I've got a good episode for you guys. Um, three games out of the way. So short slate this weekend, two teams on by Cardinals and Chiefs. So let's get into it, guys. Uh, Sunday, one o'clock. Uh, first game we're going to talk about is the Titans at the Patriots. Patriots are minus seven here. Huge spread um, considering where these teams were a couple weeks ago. Uh, Over-unders 43 and a half. <clears throat> I'm going to roll with Tennessee plus seven here. I know that they're kind of a skeleton crew right now. Um, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry all on the IR. That's not good. I'm not sure how it happens. I think the Tennessee defense steps up in a big way here, though. Um, Probably an under game, probably a gross physical game, if I had to guess, considering the style of New England uh, with the defense and the running game, and then Tennessee without their offensive weapons. But I think they cover the seven here. They might even be live for an upset we got to remember this is a huge revenge angle between uh, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. I know the Pats are hot right now. They've won four or five in a row um, and definitely heating up at the right time. Uh, But Tennessee, I think, is too well coached under Vrabel, and this is too big of a game for them. They were clearly looking ahead to this spot, uh, coming off an outright loss to the Texans last week. Um, another game where they were shorthanded and, you know, clearly sleepwalking through that game, looking ahead to this new England spot. So Vrabel returns to Foxborough and he gives Belichick a run for his money. Alex Kemp is the official in this game. And you guys know these referee trends have been hot as fuck. We are going to continue to ride these uh, Alex Kemp road teams are eight and one against the spread and straight up this season. So give me the Titans to cover that seven. It's too many points I don't care about the injuries on Tennessee. It's just too big of a spread for this spot. Give me the Titans. I like that one a lot. Um, Circling back to these ref trends, I've got a bunch for you on this episode. Uh, Sean Hockley, uh, the road god himself, was the official for that Raiders game. And the Raiders on the road upset the Dallas Cowboys on primetime. Amazing game. And uh, yeah, Hockley was the official there, 9-1 against the spread. So these road teams and these Referees, I don't know what's going on, but we're going to continue to ride this shit, right, guys? Next game, this is going to be the shortest breakdown I do on any game ever, uh, probably this season. Um, Jets at Texans, Texans minus two and a half, over under 44 and a half. Give me the Jets plus two and a half. I won't be betting this. Don't give a fuck about this game, but Houston off a win. I think they blew their load last week, and you can't bet them to win two games in a row right now. Tyrod looking good, but... I don't know. My gut says Jets. Who gives a shit? Let's move on. Uh, Philadelphia at the Giants. Um, This one's kind of fucking with me because I'm starting to come around on the Eagles. And uh, I think a lot of people are starting to come around on the Eagles. Um, But a divisional dog, you know, in a rivalry game, getting over a field goal is tough to go against. So the spread's three and a half here. Um, Giants getting three and a half. I'm going to take Eagles uh, laying the points. I think our defense should beat the shit out of Daniel Jones like we usually do. And our running game is really going right now. Our offensive line is playing great. So I will lay the three and a half here. Um, But this could be a sneaky one. The Giants, I think, could show up for this. Uh, The Giants don't have that many games to get motivated for. But this being a divisional rivalry... We'll see. Uh, Also, they might be getting an emotional boost because this is their first game after firing Jason Garrett. And we know how that goes. Sometimes Uh, you get a toxic uh, coach or coordinator out of the building and, uh, you know, the rest of the team kind of rallies around it. So we will see. Um, I'm not as confident in this game as most people are from an Eagles perspective, Um, but I'll lay the three and a half for the sake of the pick here, guys. Um, Go on Instagram and go look at some of the blocks that Jason Kelsey and Jordan Mailata did uh, last week, um, just fucking destroying the New Orleans Saints. The Saints going into last weekend were the number one run defense in the league, and the Eagles ran for 186 yards before first contact in that game. They almost ran for 250 on the day. I think it was like 230 or something. A lot of Hurts, a lot of Miles Sanders, a lot of O-line. Give me the birds. Starting to heat up on these guys. Uh, you guys know I'm a very angry Eagles fan, but we're looking like we're building something. We're getting a little bit of momentum here, so I'm I'm starting to come around. Next up, this game is super interesting to me. I wish we were getting this on the local broadcast. I figure this will be a lot of uh, what Red Zone is covering. Awesome matchup. Uh, Bucks are playing the Colts uh, in Indianapolis in a dome, so we're gonna get to see Brady versus the Colts, you know, Brady's former rival when he was in uh, New England. Um, I know there's no Peyton Manning there right now, but it's still the same team, same stadium, same ownership group. You got to remember that Jim Ursay is the one who really kind of exposed uh, Brady with the whole deflate gate thing. And it was really because of that Patriots Colts game that Brady had a four game suspension and a bunch of fines. So I think Brady's got this one circled on his calendar. It's tough to go against the Colts, getting three points at home as a home dog here with that physical run game and how hot the Colts are right now. Um, but I think I'm going to pick bucks minus three. Uh, this is a tough one, obviously. Um, but I think just uh, the Bucks are getting Vita Vea back from injury, it looks like, this week. And that could be huge as far as having that physical presence on the D-line to slow down the Colts' run game. And if the Bucs can bottle up Jonathan Taylor, then I think they have a good shot in this game. So I will take the road team laying three points. I don't love it necessarily. And if the, if the Colts step up and pull off the upset, I won't be too shocked. Uh, but Vita Vea is huge for me getting back on that Bucks defense. So give me the Bucks. Um, quick stat with this one as well: Sean Smith is the official. Uh, the under is seven and one in his last eight games, averaging thirty-nine point one points per game. Um, So the over under in this one's 53. And like I said, if that Bucks D can uh, shut down Jonathan Taylor, this could be a a grind fest. This could go under that 53 um, with Sean Smith only putting up under 40 points a game for most of his uh, uh, games. So let's move on. Uh, This one I'm very confident in. This will be one of my favorite spreads tomorrow. I think we're getting a huge discount. So the Falcons are playing the Jags and a lot of people are going to say, I don't give a shit about this game, but I think it's a big, uh, big spot to bet on Atlanta here. The spread's one and a half. So the Jags are at home getting one and a half. I will gladly lay the points. It's basically a pick. Carl Sheffers is the official in this game. And so far on the season, he is nine and one against the spread for the road team. Over his last 6 games officiated, the over is 5 and 1 averaging 57.5 points per game. So, yeah, I'll read that again. Road teams 9 and 1 against the spread, over 5 and 1 in his last 6. This is Atlanta to cover and this is over 46. Take this shit to the bank. Neither team has a great defense. Falcons getting Cordero Patterson back this week. It looks like he's a massive focal point of their offense and their game plan. They really missed him last week. Um, Coming off a blowout loss against New England on a Thursday night, that was a tough spot for Atlanta. Short week without your best offensive player. Um, But this is Jacksonville, and Atlanta's going to beat the Jags because the Jags just suck. Head coach Arthur Smith. Uh, former defensive coordinator with the Tennessee Titans should be somewhat familiar with some of Jacksonville's personnel after coaching against them in the division for the last few years. So I love Atlanta here. I'm going to ride Carl Sheffers with the road team. Give me the Falcons and give me the over one o'clock, two more games, Carolina at Miami. This is another high confidence pick that I have here. The Dolphins are two and a half point home underdogs right now, and I don't know why. I think America is still caught up in the Cam Newton hype. I will take the opportunity to bet against Cam Newton, especially as a favorite, every fucking chance I get for the rest of the season. I faded him last week, taking the Redskins to beat the Panthers in a Ron Rivera revenge game. It was an easy angle and it hit, and we're going to bet against Cam again. You know, I told you guys last week, the Panthers already got their emotional boost from the whole Cam is back game. That was against the Cardinals in an upset that I called as a three to one money line underdog plus 310. Now we're going to continue to fade this Panthers team uh, with the public perception still being that Cam is some sort of difference maker for this team. Is he an upgrade over Sam Darnold, the way that he was throwing interceptions fucking five times a game? Possibly. Is he an upgrade over? P.J. Walker, possibly, but he's still not even close to an above-average NFL quarterback. The Dolphins are hot. They've won three in a row. Don't sleep on them this week. Uh, they're getting two and a half points, and I think they win the game outright. I will have the Dolphins money line in multiple parlays, I can assure you. Tua doesn't look that bad. The Dolphins defense is playing a lot better. Like I said, three wins in a row. Uh, Brian Flores, I think, is trying to build some momentum over the second half of this season for what was, you know, a disappointing start for this Dolphins team. But just can we let's just keep betting against Cam Newton? This is this is so obvious to me. L- let's back it up with some tangible evidence. Official John Hussey, home teams this season are 7-0 straight up in his last seven games officiated. Seven in a row for the home team to win. And we're getting two and a half points here. We're getting points. Uh, John Hussey, home teams 7-3 and against the spread this season. And the average score of those games is home team 28, road team 19. Uh, 28-19 Dolphins doesn't seem that crazy of a fucking outcome here. So give me the Finns at home. Fuck Cam Newton. I'm going to bet against him the rest of the season. He's done. He's done, guys. He's not an NFL QB. Last 1 o'clock game. Steelers at Bengals. Uh, the Bengals lay in 3.5 here over under 44. I'm going to take the Steelers getting the points. I think this opened around 5 and has been bet down a point and a half already. Pittsburgh's a live dog here. I think they can win outright. Not much evidence for you guys. This is all gut, but I like this Pittsburgh team. You know, they showed a lot of fight last week, almost pulling off the miraculous comeback against the Chargers. And uh, veteran veteran team, well-coached team, physical, you know, big division game. They, they lost to the Bengals earlier in the season, so this is a bit of a revenge spot as well. I'll take Pittsburgh with the points, but it's mostly gut. Uh, Moving on to the four o'clock games, the uh, L.A. Chargers at the Denver Broncos. Broncos are plus three home dogs over under 47. I like the under in this one. I think a lot of people are assuming that the Chargers are an over team right now, uh, especially coming off. Um, combined 78 points in that Steelers Chargers game last week. Uh, but Land Clark is the head official for this game and uh, in his last five games officiated, the under is four and one. Uh, teams combined to score an average of 32 and a half points per game. Uh, so in an over under of 47, we've got a uh, possible cold weather game in Denver, uh, two teams that like to play at slow paces and run the football, uh, divisional rivalry. Um, with a ref that likes to, uh, uh, you know, throw flags and, uh, stall the game and, uh, keep points off the board. Give me the under all day. I'm not that confident in the spread. I guess I'll pick the chargers minus three, but really this one could go either way. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm starting to think this could be like 17, 16, uh, you know, last second field goal for the game and Denver covers. So God, um, no nah, fuck it, yeah. Give me Denver plus three. I'm not sure how it happens. I I think I still like uh, the Chargers to win this game, but if I'm gonna roll with the under, yeah, I just think I'll take the three points in a game that I don't expect to be super high scoring. Divisional battle here. We'll take the uh, ho- home dog getting three in a divisional game. Okay, I kind of flip flopped on that one, but I kind of like it. I think I talked myself into Denver there. Pretty decent teaser leg here. Let's talk about that for a second. I don't bring up teasers enough but guys, if you want to take just Miami and Denver alone and throw that in a teaser, you're getting uh, Miami plus eight and a half to the Panthers and you're getting Denver plus nine to the chargers. I'm thinking that one's automatic just off the top of my head. Couple other tease legs that should be good this week. You know, we can definitely find some more here. Um, you know, Colts plus nine definitely looking so, like some decent value, but, uh, yeah, I think that this uh this Dolphins leg is definitely going in a tease because Dolphins plus eight and a half is a smash. And I like Denver plus the nine, too, in a game that uh, you know, like I said, ref is averaging 32 and a half points per game and you're getting plus nine at home. Sounds good. Okay, guys, let's keep going. Uh Minnesota at San Francisco. This is another high confidence pick for me. Uh love the 49ers in this spot. Absolutely love it. Uh, minus three at home over under 49 Uh, Vikings coming off a outright upset over the green Bay Packers. That was the Vikings super bowl. And I told you guys this last week. So what do we do? We bet against them the next week, the Vikings are coming off that upset over the Packers that I called. Now they have a trip to the West coast against a relatively random opponent in the 49ers. Who is heating up? The 49ers have won and covered in two straight, including an outright upset over the Rams, and then beating the shit out of the Jags last week. And then the Vikings, back to them, have a bye next week. So they are in a sandwich spot here. The bye, people don't really realize, can be much more of a look ahead than you would anticipate. A lot of teams, depending on where that locker room is at and where they are in this point in the season mentally, they could be looking ahead to getting a week off. You know, Uh, They've been chilling um, coming off that big win against Green Bay. Then they get to spend time with the family for Thanksgiving. Then they got to fly out to the West Coast. Then they get another week off. It seems like a massive sandwich spot here between the Packers and the bye. Also, let's talk a little bit of strategy and matchup here. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, head coach, uh, was Kirk Cousins' offensive coordinator in uh, Washington uh, during Kirk's time there. And uh, I will 100% take Kyle Shanahan in that matchup to uh, be able to scheme some shit up and uh, maybe force some turnovers or get some pressure on Kirk Cousins. So I am going to smash the 49ers minus three this weekend. Falcons, Dolphins, 49ers right now. I love all those plays. I feel good about Tennessee plus seven, but the skeleton crew is concerning a bit. But right now, I I can't, you know, I haven't been the best at giving out high confidence picks on this pod. I usually don't make my mind up until Sunday morning. I'm probably gonna go and bet these spreads tonight before the line moves anymore. Falcons, dolphins, 49ers. I I would assume that these are my top three picks posted on my Instagram tomorrow morning, unless some crazy news or some super sketchy line movement happens. So three more games. Let's get through this, guys. Let's finish strong. Big game. Big, big game. I think the Rams-Packers here and then the bucks colts are probably the two most interesting games on this slate. Um, Really a pretty good Sunday slate. We're getting spoiled with some good matchups here. I like this. I like this week a lot. Rams at Green Bay, and this spread is weird, okay? The Packers are getting two points at home. They're coming off the loss to Minnesota. And then they got a bye week next week. That's not great. Um, Rams coming off a bye, so extra time to prepare. Going into the bye, they had lost two straight games. That's very un-McVay-like, very un-Ram-like. I think I'm leaning with the Rams minus two. I don't want to go against Aaron Rodgers at home getting points off a loss. That is the argument for the Packers. Uh, but from a personnel standpoint, I think Jalen Ramsey is uh, going to be all over Devonte Adams most of the day. Um, I think the Packers uh, injuries at left tackle could be an issue. They could be without not only David Bakhtiari, their starter, but their backup left tackle as well. And if you are going to be able to unleash Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Lloyd and uh, Leonard Floyd against a beat up uh, Packers O-line, Rodgers also dealing with that fractured toe. Maybe the mobility isn't 100% this week. Last angle I want to talk about for this, this is Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford had to get his ass kicked by Rodgers and the Packers for, what, 10 years, 12 years, however long he played in Detroit. It seems like the guy's 40 years old. He's only like 32. I don't know how, but he's been in the NFL fucking 13 years already. Um, and he's done nothing but get his ass kicked by the Packers. Now that he's out, uh, with the Rams and with McVay and with weapons, he's got Cooper cup and OBJ has finally had a week and a bye week to get integrated in the offense maybe. And, you know, I just think Stafford is going to want to finally shove it down Green Bay's throat. And this is his first opportunity to do that in a long time with a new team and the best situation of his career. So I think I'm going to take the Rams here, minus two. Like I said, guys, it's tough to go against the pack. Last angle on this game, the referee is Craig Woolstead. Road teams this season six and three against the spread. Not as overwhelming as some of our seven and one, eight and one, nine and one refs out here, but six and three is uh, notable. It's worth mentioning, right? So, uh, as we continue to look into these ref trends, you know, not the strongest, but a notable trend, and it's a it's a sign that I'm already leaning towards. So it increases my confidence a little bit. Two primetime games, and then we're out of here. Browns at Ravens. Another good game this Sunday. Uh, Just a strong slate overall on Sunday, really. Uh, The Ravens are minus 3.5. The over-under is 47. And this is a very difficult spread for me to pick. Very difficult. Um, The Browns uh, coming off a non-cover against the Lions. A lot of bad publicity behind Baker right now. A lot of question marks as far as locker room chemistry. Are the Browns going to re-sign Baker this offseason? Is Baker happy there? You know, his I guess his girlfriend is tweeting shit about the organization. Like, it's just bad vibes. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Oh, that's, that's fun. We'll sneak that in there. Uh, the Ravens um, coming off a weird game where they barely beat the Bears. Tyler Hunt was the starter. Lamar Jackson had the flu. Uh, we still don't know if Marquise Brown is playing. This one is so fucking tough. Give me the Browns plus three and a half. I don't love it, but I think I have to zig against the zag. I think people are just assuming that the Browns are dead in the water and three and a half. I mean, this could be a field goal game. Maybe the Ravens win. Maybe it's a classic, you know, Justin Tucker walk off Ravens win by three don't cover who knows, but I I guess my guts going with uh, Cleveland plus three and a half. Here, uh Baltimore potential look ahead spot. I know Cleveland potential look ahead with the bye next week. Baltimore uh has to play in Pittsburgh next week. And you wonder if, you know, I know that the Browns Ravens is a bit of a rivalry, but that Ravens-Steelers is the the big, big rivalry in the AFC North. And you wonder if it's a potential look ahead here. Um, potential no Hollywood, you know, that could really change things for the Ravens offense. I guess I'm taking the Browns plus three and a half. Not a high confidence pick. Last game, really no confidence in this one. I have no clue what's going to happen on Monday night right now, so I'm going to breeze through this one. Uh, Seattle at Washington, it's a pick. There's no spread because nobody knows what's going to fucking happen in this game. There's nothing. It's a fucking coin toss. Washington playing better the last two weeks coming off the bye. Upset over the Bucs. Win against the Panthers. Uh, Seattle clearly going the other direction right now. Um, I think I'm going to take Washington pick. I just think that it's time to abandon ship with the Seahawks. It's looking like Russell Wilson might not be back next year. If he is back, Pete Carroll will not be. You have my word on that. Either Russ or Pete Carroll will be gone this season. It just looks like things are kind of falling apart. Uh, The offense is pretty broken. Um, The cooking is not taking place like people want. Uh, Over under 46 and a half. Give me the under here. So... Um, I'll take Washington. I'll take the home team. I think that bye week was good for them. I think they are building a little bit of momentum and it's just two teams going in the opposite direction. Seattle's a mess right now, man. It's tough to pick them. So give me the skins. Okay, guys, that's the slate. This was a fun episode for me. Great pace, great tempo. I'm getting through these quicker, you know, very efficient. Um, these ref trends guys, we're just going to keep diving into this shit. I've been, I've been getting more and more into it. As I've seen the results hitting consistently, and I'm even, you know, like I, you've noticed, I'm even starting to look up some of these, you know, average points per game and and getting more in-depth into these ref trends to see um, why these, these trends are happening. Um, so we're going to keep riding these guys. This is fun. Uh, I wish I had the rights to the X-Files theme song, so... You know, when we talk about these uh, referee conspiracy theories, I could give you guys a little bit of ambiance, a little bit of background music. But we're going to keep riding them. Three high-confidence picks, Falcons, Dolphins, 49ers. I I love it, guys. We're going to crush this Sunday. We're going to crush it. So thank you for listening. Ramble on. Do you. Good luck. SGR 53 in the books.